This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, it's time for What You Need to Know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are in Clinton Yates. You know full well. I think Morongo Casino's got a really good TV commercial. <laughs> they do. I love it. I, fun fact, I sing the Morongo like, jingles all over my house all the time, so mm. I, I'm well aware. You should sing them as Sean McVay. Morongo! I just like doing that, basically, a lot. So Anyway, Laura, what's up? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just doing <laughs> Sorry. That happens a lot <laughs> in my house. Okay, so I saw, I saw a story that really hit near and dear to me. Chuck E. Cheese is doing something that, like I said, hits home for me. April is Autism Awareness Month, and I have two autistic brothers. And Chuck E. Cheese is actually relaunching Sensory Sensitive Sundays. So what that means is they open two hours early, they dim the lights, they put the music a little lower, and they Mm. have less people for children that are autistic or have sensory needs. And I love that because I know I remember when we used to try to take my brothers, it was so chaotic. Yeah, Yeah. it was too much for them. So they're doing this, obviously, because they started April with being uh, Autism Awareness Month. And also, if you guys want to donate to Autism Speaks, you can do that when you guys purchase something during uh, your visit to Chuck E. Cheese. If you guys want to know more about what locations are participating, you can go to chuckycheese.com because not all locations are participating, but there's a lot. I went on there and there's a lot in uh, California. So I wanted to give them a shout out because that's big for me. I know it's a big deal to me. That was, uh, when's the last time you were in a Chuck E. Cheese, Kaplan? Uh, dude, I'm so glad you asked because I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, Clint, when was the last time you were in a Chuck E. Cheese? It's been a long time. You know, my kids now, my youngest is 15, my oldest is 21. So I'll bet you it's probably been 15 years. But, like, you don't have any other family members or friends with kids of age or grandkids of age that you might have been at a party or something that wasn't necessarily your own children? Like, been it's it's been that long legitimately? Yeah, okay. yeah it's been a really long time. How about you? I'm trying to think of the last time. I, it's probably been closer to f- 10, which is, which is a relatively long time. But I remember the reason why I was thinking about this is because, man, Chuck E. Cheese in some parts of America, they ain't messing around. They serve yeah. beer in there, and it yeah. can get... Nasty between these adults <laughs> stealing pizzas from each other and all kinds of other craziness, man. I've seen some things in Charles it's Charles Entertainment Cheese's establishment that uh, you know I don't want to see anywhere else. You know, really, yes. you've seen like adults get into it at a Chuck E. Cheese. Look that up on your Google box and see what you find. Okay, you're gonna find some massive brawls. Wow. I think there was something super recently about someone getting in a fight at a Chuck E. Cheese that got way out of hand. Yeah, it happens. It definitely happens. So anyway. By the way, um, this is probably not going to be a very popular opinion, what I'm about to say. But I'm just going to say it anyway. You know, the pizza at Chuck E. Cheese is actually pretty good. Now, everybody knows that. That's, that's, that's a very popular opinion. I know oh, a lot is? of adults who go to Chuck E. Cheese, get pizzas, and leave. Oh, because yeah, I was going to say to Lindsay, sure. who yesterday was saying she hasn't found good pizza yet in L.A. <laughs> check tr- check hey, out Lynn, Charles. Try, try Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> pretty damn you know, good. I was, was going to say that people like you are the reason why I keep getting responses like, try this place. It's actually pretty good. Chuck E. Cheese is just not on my level. Sorry. Well. I mean, I think you did say yesterday that you, the only pizza you've been getting is like, um, like uh, I don't know, mass-produced, like big box name kind of store. We have 
Yeah, because again, like, you know, this whole thing with yesterday was the type of pizza that I personally like. They don't, most places around here, in my experience and what I found, do not make that type of pizza. Like LA pizza places tend to make the New York style, and I don't like that. So that's that's what the issue is. Doesn't like the flat pie. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Chuck E. Cheese, really, Clinton? I thought I was saying something really super controversial, man. Not remotely. Sorry, bud. Wow. Wow. I got more Lakers stuff to talk about. Yeah, I know so you I'm, do. I'm, I know you do. Let's go, at let's go back that. to the drawing board yes. here. Okay. Thank you, Laura. So, so, so thank you very much. Let me, hold on. Let me, let me read something right here right, quickly. Ahead, because we've got the new community, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like Laker fans like to do that thing that we're like in middle school. All your logic reasoning consists of is saying, oh, but that one thing that you said is actually something that happened. And then not actually accounting for the result of what happened. So I'm going to read from the community. I don't know. I can't read this guy's handle. He says, Yates added again, going for the easy low fruit of the Lakers aren't going to get you a winning team by name alone. Literally after the Lakers brought in LBJ and won. I don't care by who or how it was won. The fact is that the Lakers got number 17. It's a lame fruit to pick. Okay. Then in that scenario, everything should be fine. There should be no complaints. The problem is, is that you can't make that complaint and then also say, oh, well, yeah, they can just throw everybody away and get everybody back. Who are those people? Name me those players. Because the last time I checked, the headline from Bleacher Report said, this is from today. Lakers rumors, DeMar DeRozan felt L.A. was, quote, in disarray after visiting an offseason. And last time I checked, that's true. None of this is about threatening anybody's Laker fandom. It's about what's going to be effective as a franchise and just throwing magic beans in the air and saying, oh, yeah, somebody's going to come along. Is that how you live your life? You know what I'm saying? That doesn't even make sense. The whole point is to be smarter and effective, not just magic slapdash and get it together. Magic, no pun intended there. But, like, this is kind of what the whole point is, is that the Lakers have to prove almost to themselves that they can do this in a way that doesn't just involve – I don't want to say dumb luck because that's not what it is at all. It doesn't involve the willingness of somebody else as opposed to what you've got is the thing that people want. You see what I'm saying here, Scott? Like the, the, the onus at this point is on the Lakers to make themselves the most attractive franchise because that's the way that you're going to get people, not the other way around anymore. That's the unfortunate part about getting in bed with Planet LeBron is that you turn over that part of your operation to him and people have to decide if they like LeBron enough, never mind the Lakers, because that's just the reality of how the NBA is operating right now. It's a very tough spot for sure. Well, I didn't read the article that you're talking about where DeRozan said that the Lakers were in disarray. And I got to say, Clint, that's the first I've heard of that. He said that to Ohm of ESPN on the Hoop Collective podcast. Okay, and it's the first I've heard of it because everything that I've heard, and I say I, I mean, you know, any sports fan, any Laker fan, everything that we've been told was, including Magic Johnson earlier this week on ESPN, on every radio show and every TV show he could go on, saying, hey, The Lakers could have had DeMar DeRozan. The reason they didn't get DeMar DeRozan is because LeBron, because let's face it, Magic pretty much put it all on LeBron. LeBron said, no, 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 no. I'm talking to Russell Westbrook. I'd rather have Russell Westbrook than DeMar DeRozan. And according to Magic, that's why the Lakers got Russell Westbrook. Yes, those two things are not mutually exclusive, though. That What you're describing is the disarray. That's my whole point. And I think a lot of people see that that way, is that we've talked about this fairly on this network plenty of times, and I think it's reasonable. I don't look at this, by the way, 
I don't look at this as some large level of incompetence. I just look at this as part of the difficulty of running a family business in a city as big as the Lakers with the fan base as rabid and as good as the Lakers. Like, this is a regular operational cost. I just think that you've got to find a way to the most effective path in the NBA of 2022. That's what I'm saying. The disarray is exactly what you're describing, Cap. Well, maybe maybe he's right. I mean, maybe De- DeMar DeRozan's agent calling Magic and then Magic representing the representative to the Lakers front office and saying, yo, DeMar DeRozan wants to play here. And then Magic being involved, even though he's technically not involved, even though he really is involved, um, maybe that does speak of of organizational disarray. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is not an easy thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like running sports franchises well is not simple. You know, and so that's why when I talk about this, the, the reason why the, I set up those other three options in terms of what's realistic for this Lakers franchise is because the notion of going on year to year, you can reload and repeat in 2022. It, it doesn't make it doesn't even make sense as to what you would want to do. You know what I'm saying? In terms of trying to be a successful franchise. So the option four of trade everybody, figure it out. They're coming to the Lakers, blow it all up like that's not that that's just not how teams who are effective run anything anymore. So that's not what you would even want to do, you know, Scott? Well, here's the thing. Here, here were your three options. Um, they're option one. Oh, God, I wrote this down in my handwriting. And do I don't nothing. Even think, I don't even think I can I don't even think I can. Option one, do nothing. No, no, here, wait, I wrote it down. I can figure it out now. It was bring back everybody. So now. Yes. Well, that, I mean, yes. I, Clinton, my handwriting is like a doctor writing a prescription. Like, I can't read it. I don't even know how pharmacists read what doctors write. You know, even though, like, you don't really emails, get a piece of paper anymore. You know, yeah. and, kind of go, <laughs> and they kind of put it in. Okay, bring everybody back is option one. Option two, let LeBron James be the general go manager. Go farther with LeBron, with yeah. Okay, and then option three was trade AD and sell off what you can. Or just try to, you know, yeah, just get everybody out of there. You know what I mean? And, like, try to reload again for the same, you know, try to do what you did last year, effectively, or the year before, too. Let me just throw in option four. Assets for that, though. That's the other issue. Let me throw option four at you, though, because you didn't mention this. And I, I'm, I almost thought you were going to, but you mm-hmm. didn't. How about option four? This may be blasphemy, what I'm about to say, everybody. Although my Chuck E. Cheese good pizza take I thought was very controversial. Turns out it's a very popular opinion. What about option four as in cut ties with LeBron and go in a different direction and regain control of your franchise. I don't, I don't think that's, that, that's a bad option. I think what my point is, though, that that's, to me is the option after option one. You see what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't think that the juice is worth the squeeze on jettisoning LeBron. I, I think that the way – I mean, maybe I'm more diplomatic than others, but I just feel like if you invested all this time, it's okay to just let the clock run out on what, we, what your initial commitment was. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got a four-year deal. Okay, if it's up and he wants to go, okay, you can go. You know what I mean? Like, you don't always have to send somebody out the door just because it's not working in this particular moment. And, heck, if the, everybody comes back, all I'm hearing from Lakers fans, all I heard for the last two weeks was they might have a shot if they get in, they might have a shot if they get in. Well, if I'm to believe that, well, then why wouldn't you have a shot after an offseason where you've actually locked in to what it is you're trying to do? You know what I'm saying? Well, if you're going to bring everybody back, and I mentioned this to you before, number one thing, first things first, Russ, you must be ready for the start of the season, not ready for the playoff push with the last 30% of the season. That's my first thing. My second thing is this. Anthony Davis, we, the organization, are going to help you find trainers, doctors, coaches, nutritionists, uh, 
uh, PTs, anybody. We have to have you healthy yeah. for 60, maybe 70 games during the regular season. You cannot constantly be getting hurt year after year. And I listen, I know that that sounds ridiculous because you can't control so many of these things. But you got to at least give your body the best chance to make it through a marathon that is an NBA season. We can't go another year with you playing 30 games. Well, and the other reality of the fact is that the way that this team was going to stay in championship form is if Anthony Davis was the best player on the court. It's not even just a matter of health and gelling. I think it's there's a there's a legitimate talent situation here. I mean, like, you know, this, these teams aren't playing in vacuums. Every team in the West is way better than they were two years ago who was any good then. You know what I'm saying? The, the Suns are obviously the best team in the NBA, not close. The Warriors have found a little something back. You know, and all these other teams ahead of the Lakers are, are putting it together in ways that have been effective and growth. And we're not even at the Eastern Conference yet. So, you know, this is what I'm saying. Like, there's steps that have to be taken to even figure out what you're going to try to do. And if one of those involves evaluating where Anthony Davis is, all right, well, then I guess you're just holding an oar until this point. You know what I mean? To, to the investment that you had. Now, if you believe that you can get something for Davis that is more valuable than what the top side of Davis is to the team you originally constructed, okay, well, then you're admitting that whatever you thought about Davis was wrong to begin with. And that's okay. But that's just something that people have to be real about. And that's that's all I'm saying is that, like, the NBA is not such a big league where with all this turnover where you can just start naming, you know, just random people. Like, who are the players that actually want to be acquired if you want to get rid of the players that you have? That's a very reasonable question to ask any NBA fan. And I don't know that because of the way their cap situation works and because of the way their, their roster is constructed right now that you can just sort of throw that up in the air and say, oh, yeah, they can get guys back and so forth and so on and so forth. They don't have those kind of assets, and I don't know that they have that kind of just sway in terms of like what we talked about. If guys like DeMar DeRozan think that this franchise is in disarray, I'm sure he's not alone. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more because um, you're bringing up some stuff here that, um, I mean, I'm going to throw a conspiracy theory by you, just by the way. I mean, all the things you're talking about, I want to talk to you about what Magic said and what Magic did on Monday of this week and why he may have done that. We'll talk about that coming up in just a matter of moments. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, you know I'm down. So You quickly, know I love Pitbull. I do. We have, a quick, we have a quick housekeeping matter that I need to settle here. Which is not that major. It's just since we're on the topic of the communities, I actually want to know this. So here's something that just happened. I was in the community, and I tried to RT, quote, tweet, excuse me, QT, that picture that you took of me and George, Uh Laura. But when I put that into everyone, it says the tweet is unavailable that I'm quote tweeting. I didn't know that. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not really sure how to fix that. I was trying to say, live look at the fake Laker in the studio. Ha ha, because all y'all be calling him a fake Laker and there's actually a fake LeBron. That was the joke I was going for. But it won't show the original tweet underneath it. Can can she help? Can she help? He's saying he can't. He can't. Like, he tried to retweet something. Janice, come in here for a second. Come in here. put, put, Put the headphones on. We need to figure this out. Because, Scott, do you understand what I'm saying? If I can't take things from the community and put them into my own personal feed, perhaps bringing people back to the community, well, then that's tough. Look at this. 
I feel like there's some like, like that's, kinks this came that they're still working here. out. I'm pointing the to these different things. This came from here. Like I tried to retweet okay. something okay. into like, my feed. So then they must have deleted the tweet. Whoever no, no, no. Hmm. It's Laura's no, 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 tweet. It's, it's tweet. right there. Yeah. No, I didn't. She didn't delete the tweet because I can up. still see it in the community. Scott, are you understanding what I'm saying here? Um, I'm trying to follow you here. So I'm in the community right now. Try to retweet something. Like go to the quote, go to the quote tweet or retweet button. Mm-hmm. Try mm-hmm. to ar- try to quote tweet something into your own timeline, not in the community. Um, okay. So I've gone into click on the retweet, and at the top there's a drop down so, arrow. It says everyone. Says everyone. And then, yeah. Select everyone. Okay. All right. And then do that, and then go back to your feed and see what it looks like in your feed. I'm trying to figure okay. out if so, this is just mine. Okay, so it, so I went to yours, okay. and I can see it, right? So it's coming up. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is if you're not in the community and you retweet something, those people will not be able to see it. That's a problem for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because the whole point is, is that if I can show people, though, hey, here's what like, we're doing in the community. I think that's the point that you can't. I know, but that doesn't make sense. That doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Well, here's what I did: uh-huh. is I I went in and I went to retweet something, and then I pushed down the drop down, and it said um, community or everyone. I pressed everyone, okay. and then I sent out a tweet that said test, and I I sent I retweeted Papa Ish's tweet where he says Yates is at it again, going right. for the easy low fruit. So I was able to retweet that. To my whole world, rather than just what does it look like? You know, I'll just go to yours and look at it myself. All right, check it out. That's what I'm trying to figure out, like what it looks like on your end. But I think because you're in the community, you're going to be able to see. So it has to be somebody who's not in the community. Why can't I see my own tweets in that situation? Didn't Greg do that yesterday? No, I can't see Scott's either. So we officially this doesn't. That's a you. That's a you problem now. What? Uh, Here's Vinny in the community. Vinny's saying the same thing happened to me, Clinton Yates. Yeah. Okay. All right. But wait, didn't Greg do that yesterday? This is the thing we don't we want to figure out. Anyway, okay, I just wanted to get that out of the way, making sure I well, wasn't doing anything wrong. Okay. Here's the thing, you know, uh-huh. George George busts my chops. He says that I spammed everybody <laughs> by putting out a poll I from mean, my did. own software company rather than Twitter. Let's just let's just But why, that but why is it spamming everybody? Because we're already in the same place. You can just ask the questions there. No, no, you don't but have my, to send no, them no, elsewhere. That's why my, we're in the community. No, no, but hold on. The thing is, is that I'm trying to figure out when I tweet. Where is it going? Is it going just to my timeline, or is it going to the community? Is everything that I tweet no, going we've into the Sedano Cap community? We've answered this question. We have but to build upon that. But I didn't know that, that. Okay. so that's why I put that out there. Okay. And by the way, I don't think there's really anything wrong with, with saying, hey, everybody, I have a software company, and you guys should come and use it. You that's can work what that community's out. all for. You can work that out with Sedano. I was not the one bringing that up. I was just trying to figure out the tech issues okay. actually happening in the community. Do we have an update? Yes. Okay. So you have to be a part of the community to see the tweet that you're retweeting. Okay. I figured that. That's I mean, you, I figured that if you said that, but that makes sense. But that's, I mean, that's the update. That's you see, okay, thank you. But you see why that's unfortunate, Scott, because like if somebody, for example, is not in the community, but they know that you and I are on and they see me retweet something from the community, they say, oh, maybe I'll join. You know what I mean? It feels like it's not letting us advertise ourselves on our own timelines in ways that are a little cumbersome, you know? Yeah. And in the meantime, um, the Sedano and Cap community on Twitter is a very inclusive community. Whereas Clinton, oh. if you were to choose now to create, if Sorry. you were to create oh. one that's that was the handsome man community, yes, I would feel very excluded. Well, you know, too bad. But well, I mean, listen, if if I if I create the dad bod community, guess what? Bad news for you, buddy. You're out. I, I think I'll be all right. I think I think I'll be all right. All right. Well, maybe when you get a little older and you have some kids, you'll you'll be able to join quick, the dad bod quick community. Quick update. Suddenly, I can see the tweet now. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it took a, maybe something changed. I don't know what happened. 
Mm. Feeling like the oldest man in old man is No, no. And then we had somebody in the community also, Derek A. Bo, I believe, says, social media manager here, as Unique was saying, the community is exclusive, so they cannot be retweeted publicly because the group has private permission. Okay. Well, okay. So now, but now I can see my own in the thing. At least you can see your own. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Now, now Siobhan, who's a great listener yes. to 710. She says, my friend, Clinton Yates, the community platform for Twitter is not intended for publicity. It's for group communication. You can't share what happens in Vegas when you get home. Yeah, but we're not. OK, <laughs> Siobhan, come on. We're not out here trading dirty laundry in the community. We're just showing up for the people. I'm trying to get more community to join. I see this point, though. Well, hey, I want to say one thing. Shout out to Siobhan, who yesterday sent me a tweet who said, I finally understand why Scott Kaplan is constantly hyping Alex Toussaint, my favorite Peloton instructor. And so Siobhan has finally, apparently, gotten down to some Alex Toussaint club bangers. That's right, I said it. Club bangers. No, no, no. People say they don't like the air horn, so we... we okay, so we got rid of no, that. No, they don't like right. the bell. No, the bell the is The bell low. is clutch. The Thank bell you. is horrendous. No, no, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's have a conversation. The bell is, is the, the bell kind is of... The bell is terrible. Terrible, and it breaks your ears. Yes. Horrible. Okay, not, and this is better? Well, the no, thing about not, the air horn not, is... It's, you use it for like once in a while thing. The bell is used too often. I also Did think it's like... I think you might have dropped. Oh, well. All right, well, we're going to read some tweets from inside what? the community. Well, no, no, no. So, oh, so the thing like, is... Wait. No, no. So the thing is, is this. Okay. The What's air up? horn works well because it only is played when I mention Alex Toussaint and the Club Bangers ride. That's the only time you hear it. Okay, question. I have yeah. some questions. Who is Alex Toussaint? Is that a... Is that a is that, who is that here? Peloton. Alex Toussaint is like the number one Peloton instructor. And by the way, he was also, as I okay, recall. So he's a man. He is. And okay. he was the MVP of the celebrity all-star game okay. in the NBA. Nice. All right. Yeah. I like those celebrity games. That's cool. I like this guy now. Yeah. So do you. Be free. Have fun. I mean, that's that's my big dog right there, Alex All right. Toussaint. All right. I got it. I was walking in a neighborhood the other day, Clinton. And um, there was this person in the neighborhood, I don't know who this person is, and her garage door was open. And she was doing Peloton in her garage. And I could hear Alex Toussaint teaching this class. And I start yelling at this woman, get up, big dog. Yeah, that's my big did. dog. So I start yelling at her because now we've got an Alex Toussaint connection, Ah, she okay. and I. She's in the Alex Toussaint community, literally. Correct. Okay, Correct. fair enough. Quick sidebar, Siobhan, if we do make this trip to Vegas that we keep hyping up, Siobhan would be the first listener I would vote to go. Outside of the Consigliere, Julian, but that's a given. Right. Siobhan, uh, Julian, Siobhan, a different category. Siobhan is the person I would vote for amongst the listeners that we would take along. This is, this is now an RV full of human beings that are apparently <laughs> going to be going to Vegas, which makes things even better. All right, let me run something by you here. You ready? Yep. So you said, and, and I think that you, you brought up some really, really good points, A, B, and C, which is if the Lakers going forward, they should either A, just keep everybody together and say, hey, guys, this is the team you wanted. Go out and figure it out. Spend an offseason together. Everybody get healthy. Practice together. And, and let's see what happens. And right. by the way, I, I know that people hate this idea. I don't hate the idea because Russell Westbrook is going to make $47 million next year, and then his contract is up. If you can't find a way to get out from underneath this, force him to be a team player and, and say to LeBron, you wanted this, you got it, make it work. So that's number one. Number two was, as you said, hand everything off to LeBron, which I don't know the way I see it. They kind of already have. Um, and then the number three part of it was, you know, sell off AD, if you will. Okay, let, me yeah. just let me just throw this at you, though. Did you see Magic Johnson on Monday? Did you hear him on Keyshawn? Did you see him on Stephen A? Did you see him on Greeny? Did you see him making the rounds at ESPN? We did. Get to the conspiracy theory, because I want to hear this. 
Is it possible that Magic Johnson as the face of the Lakers franchise, not this team, but the franchise, is it possible that he goes to ESPN, not just to promote his new docuseries, but he says, I'm blaming LeBron, because that's what he did. He said, hey, this is all about LeBron. Could have had DeMar DeRozan, didn't get DeMar DeRozan. Why? Because LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook. So that's what we did. Is it possible that Magic is setting Laker fans up for the possibility that the Lakers have decided they don't want to be in the LeBron business anymore, they want to take their franchise back, and Magic is sort of setting the table for that possibility? I guess, and that's, that seems reasonable to me, but I, I think I think the reason why I don't, need to buy into that necessarily as a conspiracy, Scott, is that like, yo, if you're an NBA franchise, you can just say that. Like, we don't need smoke and mirrors from former players in close confidants. This is just the price of doing business. And that's why this is kind of so confusing to me, is that it seems that everything has to happen. And not has to, but like, I believe in the competence of a lot of people in a lot of situations. This is just a particular scenario where there are a lot of, oddly enough, diverging interests within the same group of human beings under the same roof. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that either happens entirely behind closed doors where you're actually communicating or what you communicate outdoors is one message. Instead, the messy part is all happening outdoors and no one message is getting sent. And I just I just. I can't imagine as a Laker fan that's making you happy. I was talking to Julian the other day about this, and he tweeted at me yesterday. He said, the players aren't doing their jobs. The coaches ain't doing their jobs. The front office ain't doing their jobs. And in that way, the franchises are doing their job. This is a team effort here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, in terms of why this hasn't worked out. And that's why I think that the option one that you talked about might just be the smartest thing to do, even if it doesn't necessarily fulfill whatever that itch is that fans have for having the shiny new toy. You know what I'm saying? Because like you've tied up enough in this where there are consequences to that. And if everybody at the beginning of your thought process was as good as everybody thought everybody else was, well, then give it a shot. Yeah. There's no shame in that game yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because when we talk about the possibility of like getting out of the LeBron business or wanting to reclaim your franchise, I was watching one of these Spectrum Sportsnet Laker Insider kind of TV shows, and I was watching one where Jeannie Buss is sitting with Linda Rambis having lunch and who's the guest at lunch rich paul and <laughs> and it's that? just one have you ever seen this by what oh my god dude it's like one giant love fest between the agent and the owner and everybody is in business together and so it's so hard for me to believe that the lakers want out of the lebron business but i was listening so carefully to magic and it's like magic came out and essentially blamed it all on lebron at least the way i heard it you know, it's it's interesting because to this is let's let's not kid ourselves here, Scott. The documentary wars or the Laker movie wars are playing a part in this, if for no other reason than revealing to us exactly how difficult this is to do. I'm not sitting here pointing fingers, laughing at the Lakers franchise by any remote, uh, you know, comp- you know, not at all, because this is hard, bro. That's why not many teams do it well. And that's why when it comes down to really figuring out who you are as a franchise, that's where the Lakers always had an edge. But that's changed in the last 10 years. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that there's anything wrong with admitting that because if you believe in yourselves as a franchise, you know that you can do it going forward. It's just it's going to have to be a different method. You know what I'm saying? It can't just be the we get the best guy 
everything else will figure itself out. That's just not 2022's NBA. I'm looking at the, you know, I'm looking at the news screen right now, and they're showing Genie and Magic sitting next to each other. Magic has a great turtleneck on, by the way, in this clip. But I, I just feel that, like, if you're a Laker fan who has faith in your franchise, well, then the accountability you're asking for is reasonable to ask for without saying you better turn it around and have a championship tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's not, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't really make sense right now. And if it did, it, th- that's just not smart long-term strategy for all of the rings that people claim that they want to see. All right. We got a lot more to get into this afternoon, but coming up next, it's time for radio Tinder presented by our new sponsor, Tequila Mandala. We'll get there. And then Clint, I need some help in the world of fantasy baseball. I'm going to explain to you an entire mess that I've gotten myself wrapped up in. And with the solutions that I've come up with, maybe you can come up with some others to give a hand. Stick around, everybody. Radio Tinder is next on Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, so update on a story from last week. That's what I'm going to start off with. You guys remember the story about the country singer Eric Church who canceled his concert for all of his fans because he wanted to go see his Tar Heels play in the Final Four, right? I do. I was here that week. It was actually the two of us, yeah. Yep. So now... He actually sent out a post on Instagram yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, that says, quote, Thank you to San Antonio for letting me take my family to this game. It took a minute to figure out how and when I could properly express my thanks. I'll be coming to Whitewater Amphitheater in New Braunfels, Texas, on Friday, September 2nd, for a one-of-a-kind free show for those of you who bought tickets and were planning to attend our canceled San Antonio show. I don't know um, what the proximity is between these two places and what the logistics are, but do you think that this makes up for him canceling the concert to watch his team in the final four? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? Clint, you want to take this one first? I want to. Can you do something quickly? Can you tell me the name of that venue again? Because I will figure out the logistics. Yeah, we'll look it up. Whitewater Amphitheater. Cool. Go ahead, Scott. All right, here it goes. Texas. All right, I'm going to swipe left. Now, I just want to say it like this. I really wasn't as offended as so many people were that he decided to cancel this show. Uh, Guy's a North Carolina fan, wanted to see his Tar Heels play. Concert was probably going to be happening at the same time of the game, wanted to take his family to the game. And, you know, when the concert was scheduled, he probably didn't look at the calendar and say, wait a second, that's the Final Four, the National Semifinals, and the Tar Heels are going to be in it, so let's cancel that show. I was not nearly as offended as so many other people were by this, but in terms of is this a good makeup, not really because people bought their tickets. Those tickets were, uh, the, the money was apparently refunded, 
and now you're going to put on a free show, which is very nice, but I'm somebody who bought a ticket, and I had really good seats, and now I'm not going to be able to see it from those seats. So I don't think this is a great makeup by Eric Church. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to swipe left, because after some quick, hold on, some quick Googling, let me... What is it, San Antonio? Like, it does not appear that this venue is anywhere close to the size of the AT&T Center. I mean, AT&T Center is a place where they have rodeos and NBA games. Okay, so this thing is about an hour. It's 50 miles from San Antonio. This is not the same experience at all, just as a matter of course. An outdoor venue that holds probably, we'll just assume, I don't know, half of the human beings that the AT&T Center holds an hour away at a different place, that's just not the same thing. That doesn't feel like a makeup for what happened. That feels like, oh, I was doing this anyway close by, and this is yeah. what's most convenient to me. That's what I was thinking. It yeah. was like, I'm going to do this anyway, so let's let's put a spin on this to make it look like I'm doing you guys a solid. I didn't have a problem with what he did to begin with, but this doesn't necessarily make up for it for me. You know what he should have done? He should have like just canceled the show and said he had a sore throat. <laughs> just lie. Seriously, just lie about it. I mean, Laura, would you, I don't would lie, you rather so you know. him? Would you rather that be the case, though, or would you rather him just be like, "This is what's going on"? Because then, if he canceled for a sore throat, then people would have like been like, "Oh, well, you went to the game." That's right. I was you know. sucking on throat lozenges the entire time, trying to get my voice back. <laughs> Seriously, I think you're just better off lying. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, don't I, lie. I just yeah. I mean that that that's not the same experience at all. Going to an outdoor amphitheater uh, 50 miles away from San Antonio was a completely different experience than being downtown. At yeah, the and then Center. this whole idea of, well, I'm doing it for free. So what? Right. Big deal. Sounds Should like be. he's playing at like the rib cook-off or something. That's kind of what it seems True. like to me. I like a all rib right, cook-off. All right, so next one. Me too. Uh, Arizona Coyotes color commentator Tyson Nash is taking heat for some comments that he made during a game broadcast last week. With just a few minutes remaining in the third period of a blowout contest, Coyotes forward Jay Beagle got in a fight with Ducks forward Troy Terry, who was just not having it, not engaged in the fight. And Nash apparently thought it was justified. He said, quote, that's the problem with these young players. You want to embarrass guys? You want to skill it up? Well, you better be prepared to get punched in the mouth. So I guess those comments have caused quite a stir on social media with several fans and even some media calling Nash out. Do you think that his comments... Took things too far. Swipe left or swipe right, Clinton? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I was on Around the Horn yesterday with Emily Kaplan, one of the tremendous hockey reporters we have here at our network. She's on The Point. You can check that out when it comes out. And this, was, this is what her FaceTime was about. And what she said was, here's the problem with a lot of the old hockey generation guys is that that mindset, it's, it's not only archaic in terms of like, sports and like the human condition it's in fact very archaic in the hockey world that move is known as the michigan that's what kids practice go to the youtube videos check out the number of views on kids trying that move because it's just how things happen in the hockey world these days it's embarrassing for nash at this point i, I just i know that there's a crowd of people that say that the only reason they like hockey is because of the fighting bro in 2022 that is to quote emily kaplan a dinosaur take Okay, well, a um, couple things here. I'm going to swipe right. I'm going to go the opposite direction and say when you're an old-school hockey person, this is your mentality. But, you see, for me to have, like, this ridiculously strong opinion about it, I would have to be telling you that I watch any hockey. I don't, <laughs> man. Yeah. I don't want, and I love the game. I just, for some reason, have, like, lost my passion for going or watching hockey. And I even remember saying at the beginning of the year, now that NHL hockey is back on ESPN, I'm more inclined to watch it because 
it's in my face. Whereas when it was on NBC Sports Network, I never saw it. Mm. But but Clinton, it is true. Like the 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 new school is we are going to outskill you, and the old school is if you do that, I'm going to beat you up. And that's the game has changed significantly. Yeah, I mean the game the game has changed significantly, and for good reason. Like, look up the story for those of you who don't know. Like, if you if you want to do some homework, some side reading, not necessarily for you, Scott, look up the story of Derek Bogard, the boogeyman, they called him. It's a story about a guy who grew up as a hockey goon, and it eventually caused him to take his own life. People have realized this is not cool. That's why they don't fight in hockey in the Olympics. That's why it's outlawed in college hockey as well. Yeah, right. but you know what, Clinton? When I was a little kid, I spent about two years of my childhood in Denver, and this was there was a, an NHL hockey team there called the Colorado Rockies. This was before the baseball team became the Rockies. And they were so bad. The team was so bad that the only thing they could do was fight. And this was the old school, dude, where everybody dropped their gloves, benches cleared, and there were literally 40 guys on the ice fighting each other. And it was the only reason people went to games back then is because the hockey was so bad, all they went for were, were the fights. Well, we got guys like Austin Matthews scoring dango near 60 goals a year. He's on pace to do that. So that's changed. You're right. When you were a kid, hence dinosaur take. Right, total dinosaur take. I, I acknowledge that for sure. All right, Linz, what else? All right, last one. So a new lawsuit is claiming that Burger King is misleading its customers about the menu items, including the signature Whopper. The lawsuit says that Burger King misrepresents burgers and advertisements as larger than they actually are. Claims that specifically the Whopper is advertised as 35% larger than the actual product. So without getting into like the nitty gritty details of this, do you think that the consumers that are filing the lawsuit here actually have a case. Swipe left or swipe right, Cap. I'm going to swipe right and say they do have a case, and this is based on the conversation we were having yesterday about Smart and Final being sued for gouging the prices of eggs. Okay, like I didn't, Clinton, do you have any idea how much a, a, a dozen eggs cost in a store? I'll say average? about seven bucks. Okay, so what? I know, right. So, so we asked that question yesterday, and we got a lot of response from people in the community. Yeah. It's like $3 on average. I mean, I don't know okay. for sure if that's right, right. but... But still, um, JC buys the expensive eggs, bro. Yeah. Listen, I understand. You <laughs> oh, know, the cage free, like organic, stuff. organic okay. brown yeah. ones. Yeah, dude, I get it. But if you're going to tell me that the Whopper, which, by the way, I haven't had a Whopper in ages. When was the last time you were at Burger King? We were talking about Chuck E. Cheese earlier. When was the last time you were at Burger King, dude? Probably when I was on a road trip on the East Coast. So not as long ago as you might think. Okay, yeah, so there's a lot of those, a lot I, of those like welcome centers and homes, you know, like, like the Maryland yes. house or whatever along the East exactly. Coast. They have all have Burger Kings. I was going to say, I feel like Burger King is strictly like a road trip, just got back from camping, need to stop and get something to eat meal. Yeah, I haven't yeah. had a Burger King burger in years. But anyway, if you're going to tell me that the Whopper is 35% bigger and it's really not, if I had the time or if I cared enough, yeah, I think you'd have a problem. I'd be that consumer watchdog. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to swipe left for the exact reasons that Scott got to at the end. If you have the time. And if you care enough, like, <laughs> what are we doing out here slapping wrists of big fast food over marginal, you know, Whopper sizes? Like, how do you figure this out? Are you eating so many Whoppers that one day you come down and you say, hey, honey, I brought home our daily Whopper. Huh. Let me eyeball that one. That one looks 35% smaller than what yeah. they are. Like, that's that, just. That looks like a Whopper Junior. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine having that kind of foresight on anything. And I'm a pretty observant person. Well, well, the, the lawsuit claims that they're basing the data off of, uh, like, social media and reviews from, like, food blogs and websites I and see. Stuff. Well, they're doing their homework. I will tell you, man, I only have, like, In-N-Out burgers, 
um, if I'm going to eat a fast food burger. Yeah. But if there was a McDonald's, a Burger King, and a Wendy's all on the same corner, where would you go? Uh, McDonald's, Burger King, and a Wendy's. I go to McDonald's for breakfast, Wendy's for lunch, and Burger King before hitting the road. Oh, really? Yeah. I like yeah, McDonald's I, breakfast. That's my go-to. At Mc, well, I mean, a sausage egg and cheese McMuffin is like the food of the gods. You know I mean, what I did? You know what I did last time I was there? I got there after the the breakfast menu had been going down, mm-hmm. spe- specifically to your point. And they were like, well, we've got this, we've got that, we've got this. I was like, all right, give me the egg McMuffin egg, um, the ham from that, but I want it on a biscuit, and I also want it with um, like a different cheese. And they like made me an a la carte breakfast sandwich wow. at Mickey D's. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was delicious, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, they've got those commercials now where they're like, take a fish fillet, throw it on a Big Mac. We'll do it for you. We right. don't care. Right. You know, so I thought that was actually pretty, pretty, pretty creative out of them. That's very funny. All right. Hey, listen, stick around, everybody. Clinton, Thank you, Liz. I, I really need uh, a piece of advice. Okay. Need a little help on something. I've gotten myself wrapped up into a mess that I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get out I've of. I've heard a little wanna... bit about this, but I'm, I'm ready for this discussion. Yeah, I, I need to lay out the details for you, and then I need some feedback, if you don't mind. How am I going to get out of this Steve Mason Fantasy Baseball League? Let me get Clinton's advice. Coming right back, this is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, I don't have it in front of me. I don't know. Is it on this day? No, I just like the song. Oh, Come on, okay. Chris. Do it. Do your thing, man. And Laura just likes this song on Sedano and Cap. Clinton Yates, the big CY. What's up? Sitting in. So I just got off the phone with one Keyshawn Johnson. You can hear him mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. He's in the suite right now with Max and Jay Will. You can hear all three of them, the whole mishpuka. I said, hey, by the way, do you think that you're more attractive than Clinton Why Yates? Why are you Keith? doing this again? <laughs> and he said, come on, man, don't even joke like that. Right. That's what I'm saying. No, no, I'm, he th- didn't no. mean that in a way of, oh, yeah. He meant that in a way of, like, how can you even put us in the same spectrum? Again, you're, you're trying to make this a thing. You know why this is the case? Because I get to see Key outside of Los Angeles. Because when I go to New York, Key York. calls me and we hang out. Are you trying friends. to say your relationship with Key is better than mine? No, I'm trying to say that there is never going to be a problem with me and Key because we are not competing at anything. That's right. What I'm he, saying. he destroys you on all fronts. Okay. Right? <laughs> That's how you feel. That's how you feel. Am I wrong? Are you left? I'm just saying, is he not better looking than you? Keyshawn Johnson was the number one pick in the NFL draft. you're saying he can't be in the handsome man community. I said he's obviously there. You're just mad because you're not. Hold on. Let's run through Key's. Let's run through. This is what's really going on here. Let's run through Key's accomplishments. Number one pick in the overall NFL draft. Published Uh a book after his rookie year that was a bestseller in the New York Times, correct? Are you trying to explain this to me? Because I already know. I know that. You know you're not the only one here. You know there's a whole... Range of people listening. Uh, I'm just going to say. Sean was the no, first I'm, overall I'm, pick, and I no, didn't know he had a book. I'm going to explain this to you. I'm going to explain this to you for a reason. Right. Also was a star at SC. Are you done talking down to no, me? No, no, or no. We good? Oh, no, no, no. But okay. you're, no, you're going to. This is not talking down to you. Okay. Also won a Super Bowl. The reason I am how I am. Yes. Is because I grew up loving Keyshawn Johnson. Okay. That's my point. So you should you're say that he's somebody. got a million dollar smile. Yeah. That's and a given. he should be the chairman. The chairman of the handsome man community. He's in Calabasas. He's in a different chapter. Why is that a different chapter? Calabasas. We love our listeners in Calabasas. I haven't seen at the station in a long time. He'll be here tomorrow. Okay, well, then I'll see him tomorrow. And Tuesday. Listen to what I'm going to say. He'll be sitting in on the afternoon show on Tuesday. Listen to what I'm going to say. Okay. Keyshawn Johnson, just like, not unlike the movie that had just got, uh, 
uh, what's it called? Honored at the Oscars. White men can't jump. Yes. Large part of the reason why my personality is what it is. Well, if there's I, not Keyshawn's walking the earth telling people how he's going to live his life, I'm not motivated enough to do that as a young man either. Now, be- so don't even try this nonsense. Because of your love then for Keyshawn, you need to, to preach that more here. That's I, what the do one you think thing. I'm doing here? Well, that, I had to inspire you. Did you promote? Has either you or Kaplan promoted to wake up tomorrow morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max? No, but when I'm in New York, I go on the this, program. Well, this and is we in New York. Chop it up. This is in New York. <laughs> I thought your job was to promote the other I shows. do, but you guys should do it live as well. Okay, that's fine. I'll do it live tomorrow, and I'll do it live when I see you live. Where? Friday at Clearman's Galley? Which show are you appearing on? Oh, I'll be there for all of them. Oh, all of them. I will Man, be you're there really for trying the to work your way in, aren't you? To the you? crossover event. No, I got Keyshawn for that. Um, no, oh. I'm going to work my <laughs> he's, way. He's never mentioned your the, name to me, so I don't know. The crossover event. I know, because that's because we look like this. But what I was oh, going to okay. say is that I'm going to be there for the end of Travis and Sliwa and the beginning of um, Mason and Ireland, because I've got to be a bit of a Switzerland in this mm-hmm. Well, no, so we, the thing this is we land have, conflict he's have here because on. we have family <laughs> sweet night for his son's birthday party okay. that night at the Laker game. I don't know if you got the invite yet or not, but anyway... That was what. That's why Key's in town. I'm asking you this now, though. Kaplan. How yeah. quick? Now, see, here's why I love Clinton because I know he can do this with me. <laughs> we just did three minutes of sparring at each other, and I feel yeah. like we're both black belt, double black belts, and that was nice. Boy, your vibrate is loud. That's what I do. Yeah, that was a little weird. I should. Yeah, that that, that I was like, what is that? That was your right vibration now? on your phone? No, oh, wow. it was me moving the mic handle. I oh, wish. Could you imagine if I tried to do that with Kaplan? We would have been done in 10 seconds. I would have lapped him already. Well, you know, I mean, this is why we're talking seconds. about this, because Kaplan mm. has issues, because he gets wrapped into situations with other hosts that he can't handle, as I just brought up. What See, do we got? I like that. Though. What do we that got? That's good. Well, wait a second. Hold on. Before I get into my <laughs> He's issues He's not going to let hosts, you jump out that quickly. I got to gotta just ask one question. Chris, am I to understand that tomorrow will be a live imaging Thursday tomorrow? Another Liddy? Well, I'm going to be at the course, because we're doing a, a partner's event ah. for the Masters. So... Kaplan had reached out and said, hey, there was a text with him, me, and Sedano, and said, hey, can you hang and do live imaging? I said, yeah, no problem. So I was informing Lauren Lindsay, like, hey, we're going to have to do live imaging tomorrow from the course. Oh, I won't be able to make it. You're not playing golf at that one? <laughs> I'll be with Keith. <laughs> ah, see, that was good. Yeah, Kaplan, I was, was going to say, I, wasn't ex- I, was, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> anyway, Cap, uh, we need to discuss your baseball team. Yes, this is important yes, here. We do. No, this thank is, you, Morales. This is, this oh, is you think important. I'm done? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I was just saying thank you. I'll let you know when I can leave the studio. Thanks. <laughs> I want to hear about this baseball thing because today. there's a very funny story behind it that uh, I was told earlier this week at the remote by Mason. Okay, so let me just set this up for you, and then we'll, we'll, we'll jump into it, if you don't mind, on the other side yeah. of the break. But here it goes. Oh, we are. Steve Mason, I thought, did something which was very friendly. He said, hey, um, would you like to join our fantasy baseball league? Now, my natural inclination is to say, no effing chance. I have no interest in fantasy baseball. The F standing for fantasy, of course. Okay. Um, but he was like, no, come on. It'll be fun. There's a lot of interesting people in the group. It'll be fun. So he never says to me, hey, look, this is a six-hour time commitment on a weekend where you're going to do the draft. He never says to me, this is going to cost $600 to be in the fantasy baseball league. And he never says to me, this is literally um, more baseball maneuvering than Andrew Friedman has to go through being the, the, the president of the baseball operations over at the sure. Dodgers. Like he, he does not prepare me or caution me in any way the amount of time it's going to take to do the draft, the amount of money it's going to cost to be in the league, and the daily commitment that is required to be a general manager in Steve Mason's Fantasy Baseball League. Scott. So, Clinton. You're, yes. yeah, you're how many years old? 
I am 52 years old. You're 52 years old. You've been Young. in this business of sports media for a long time, right? Very long time. Before that, you were an athlete, right? Yes, sir. You're trying to tell me that you didn't know that fantasy baseball was this complicated? Correct. That is exactly what I'm telling you. Well, you need more baseball friends, as I like to say to some people on the internet, but I don't use the word baseball. Okay. All I right. mean, well, like that's on. as simple as that. Because let me baseball. tell you something, bro. I don't play fantasy baseball for this exact reason. It's more boring than actual nine innings of bad teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, fantasy baseball is so far away from my connection to the game, there's no way I would have any fun doing that. And I like baseball. I love baseball more than probably anybody at this station on some level. You know what I'm saying? In terms of more than just one team and all the levels of the game. Slow down over there, Laura. When's the last time you went to college baseball game? Never mind, like a pony league game. Never mind, a minor uh -uh. league game. Dodger Stadium is not the only stadium in California. He's trying to pick fights with everybody. My only point is... Even hardcore baseball fans like myself know full well, stay away from fantasy baseball. It will suck the life out of you on some Well, level. let me tell you my thought here, Clinton. My first thought was I'm going to hire a manager. Okay? Sure. But now I've got a whole different concept here of how I can get out of this Mason Fantasy Baseball League. I'll share that thought with you coming up. Laura's got what you need to know. Stick around, everybody. Clinton is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.